welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and if you've been enjoying this podcast a lot lately, well, good news for you, there's a lot more where that came from, starting with today's episode. Today's guest is Monty Moel, a multi-talented musician, singer, and voice actor, as well as an incredible wacky mole VTuber. Moelle is someone that I have also been getting to know a lot lately, and her energy, and her vibe, and just everything about her, I knew it was only a matter of time before I brought her on this podcast, because I knew it was going to be a fun time, and I sincerely hope you guys enjoy that with today's episode. If you enjoy Moelle and want to support her, make sure you check out the links in the description below, especially her Twitch streams. Those are just fun. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and I absolutely love it. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, or at least just find a cool place where you can sit down and talk with other people about the wonderful podcast guests and such, maybe you should consider joining the Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed quite a bit of community there. There's a lot of fun people in that Discord, a lot of good times, a lot of good laughs, and opportunities to do some cool stuff like maybe a movie night or just fun game nights or something like that. Be a part of the Postmod Art Pod community today. And hey, if you want to go a little bit further with that support and maybe find a way to really spread the word about the podcast, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. There you have some incredible designs done by some outstanding artists, such as Tipsy J. Hearts, My Emerald Tears, Roya Shahidi, and so much more. Get some of that merch, rep some of that stuff, look absolutely outstanding today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I am so sorry. Getting out of bed was such a struggle today. <laughs> Honestly, hey, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I don't blame you. On my end, like, I'm good. I'm more worried about your end because I know you got plans for tonight. That's all I'm really more or less concerned about. <laughs> I'll I'll be fine. Okay. I... I I know that these go for like an hour. I I I specifically asked for one p.m. because I knew some shit like this was gonna happen. <laughs> like I was I was gonna either wake up late or I wouldn't be able to make it on time. This literally always happens, and so here I am, not actually at one p.m. But I will. We will. We. I won't. This. I'll be okay. Yeah. No. I... <laughs> Trust me. I, I just I just hope I haven't screwed over your schedule in no, any way. I really apologize no, for that. No, you are perfectly fine. Trust me. Again, I literally the only other thing I had planned for today is finishing up editing this week's episode of the podcast. And I already got that started, like the the bulk of it. I'm perfectly good when it okay. comes to that. So Awesome. Yes. It's one of those. I again I'm just more or less just been excited and nervous and all sorts of stuff just for this because I, I've been wanting to have you on for a bit. So thank you for making the time Aww. to do this. I am genuinely so honored. It's 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 really exciting to, to to actually do this. I made a little virtual camera situation here. There you here. go. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> Love the little microphone too. It's a nice little touch. Check me out. Yeah. Three, two, one. 
bam, I just clapped. That's the thing I did. There you go. <laughs> All right, Moel, before we really get going, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast. Let's say you get an opportunity to go to a desert island on your own accord. It is just you, alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, and breathe a little bit. Get to truly enjoy yourself. Tell, make sure you don't go completely insane on this island. You can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever vibe you're going with. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? That is such a fantastic question. That is so difficult for me to, to answer because God, um, <laughs> okay. Well, for, okay. Let me, let me, let me approach this sort of, sort of just breaking it down. I think it would have to be some kind of video game. Okay. Um, big, big surprise, big surprise. <laughs> um, uh, shit. Um, I want to say, uh, my, my gut reaction right now is to say Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Um, okay. That's the piece of media that I, that I would bring. Um, here's why, uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, well, okay. Well, Mario generally, um, uh, I'm sure we'll get into this later has been such a, such a part, such a foundational aspect of my childhood and development and just life generally. Uh, so um, it was probably going to be something from Mario, no matter what I end up picking. I'm picking Mario Odyssey right now because it is the Mario game that, in recent memory, I that I can think of would probably provide me with the most amount of like content. I'm, I'm like thinking about this very practically. Right. I don't even think it's my favorite Mario game. I just think it would. <laughs> take up a lot of time so there you go <laughs> i mean fair enough especially with how much they kind of loaded into that game whether it be just the base story itself yeah. or all the little side missions and little collectibles and such again there i can see how that could be like because I, I you know you can probably attest to this like while it may not be the best game it certainly has a lot lot if not the most packed into a mario game are over a thousand uh fucking moons in that game so like i'll be i'll be caught up uh, it'll finally motivate me to 100 percent that game that's what it would do well there you go the, the 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 desert island question is always fascinating to me because like i don't even think it's really good at like boiling down what your favorite thing ever is i because or at least it isn't for me i like think way too hard <laughs> about questions like that i always have i always have well i mean to and be so, fair that's why i ask in that sort of question instead of like what exactly is your favorite thing because it's one of those like yeah i could bring a million of my favorite different things on this island or whatnot but is that really going to help me relax in one way or another right. not necessarily yeah mm -hmm. um before we before we move on mm -hmm. um uh i i, I do i do want to say that this is this is kind of a kind of a big occasion for me okay um and uh, I feel a little underdressed. Oh, I feel a little underdressed. Oh, I, I, um, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that. My bad. It's it's okay. It's okay. I like woke up late today. I do you mind if I if I just like move move out for a, like just step step aside for a second and, and uh uh just just make a quick outfit change 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 clothing. Absolutely. Right? I I start with you. Absolutely. Take your time. Do what you need to do. Make this okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. Give me Give me, give me a quick second here. Give, okay. me, give me a quick second here. I'll, I'll, I'll make this. I'll make this. Hold on. Where, the, where did I put this? I, I had, I had, I had this fitted, literally yesterday. Oh wow. Uh, okay. So, um. 
There oh, we go. now I'm feeling now I'm feeling good. Look at this. There you are, looking nice and dapper yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there you now go. I'm ready. Now yeah. we're in. Now we're good. Absolutely. Who 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 designed that for you? I have to ask. Like right off the bat, goodness, that looks fantastic. <laughs> uh. Moose, Moose, my dear okay. friend, Moose Sweaters, Moose Sweaters, twitter.com slash Moose Sweaters, um, who, uh, is, is gonna be a recurring character in this podcast, I feel. Moose, uh, helped design Monty Moel, Moose, uh, drew my reactive PNGs, mm -hmm. and literally every time I need a quick outfit change or, um, like i don't know any anything else just added to the thing i'm like oh yeah i'll do that like, like right now and then he will get it done within like half an hour it's insane <laughs> well i have to say he is quite the fashion designer i think he really nailed this outfit for you um oh yeah but thank you but go, i appreciate it no problem but going back to the question mario odyssey that is your answer you're locking that in I'm I'm gonna lock that in. Yeah. Cool. All right then. Then if that's the case, I cannot think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast. Welcome everyone. I'm your host Nathan Raglan. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to Patreon.com/pmap and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at postmodartpod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> She is a multi-talented musician, singer, and voice actor, as well as a wacky mole, uh, wacky mole VTuber above everything. Literally, she's she's in the sky. Welcome to the podcast, Monty Moel! Hi, I am literally ecstatic to be here. Thank you so much for choosing to have me. This is this is an honor. Well, I, I appreciate that excitement. I can certainly tell from it. And like I have said a million times before, I've been wanting to have you on for a little bit, but I've just been waiting for more or less the right time. I feel like now's <laughs> a good time than ever, um, especially with what you've been doing, what you've been able to produce. I just I knew I needed to have you on to talk about what you've been pushing out there, the stuff you've been able to yeah. produce. I knew it was going to be a fun conversation. But before we really start to what you're making now, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may, and more nor and wow. I just got tongue tied right there. <laughs> I want to words know, are hard. Words I, are hard. Words are wonderful, aren't they? Um, <laughs> I want to know mm -hmm. more or less the origin story of Monty Moel. What got you interested in art and video games and music in the first place? Okay. Uh, okay. Art and video. Okay, so we're not. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Uh, trying to trying to <laughs> realize what exactly we're asking here. Um, okay, what got me interested in art, music, and all those other things? Um, oh, geez. I have literally always found performance in some way attractive, okay. literally since I was a child. Um, uh, I, I am, uh, unsurprisingly, perhaps to some, uh, uh, an ADHD person. <laughs> That's the thing I have. And so, um... I have always kind of been a little extra energetic and always a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's been difficult, a difficulty for me to, to focus on things that I'm not entirely interested in. Okay. Uh, so per, per, performance, performances, literally since I was a child, um, I have 
like photos of headshots that were taken of me when my parents fucking tried to have me become a child actor. Thank wow. God that didn't happen, by the way. Thank <laughs> God that didn't happen. That didn't work out, by the way. Jesus Christ. I um, totally imagine. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 been a thing I've I've always wanted to pursue. Uh, and um, the internet um, has always. Ha- it's it's definitely been a catalyst for me trying and wanting to do that. Okay. Um, so, uh, where do I even start? <laughs> Let's let, let me let me like try and break down the different things. As you mentioned, yes, I'm a musician. Yes, I'm a voice actress, and yes, I am a streamer, YouTuber, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so my love of music. Uh, stems from a few influential people in my in my life. Okay. Uh, number one being my dad. Uh, he uh, would constantly play his like dad rock um, around me, and uh, he played guitar. Uh, he was a he's a classically trained violinist, actually. Really? Not that he plays violin much these days, but yeah. <laughs> um, and so he was always encouraging me to to pick up an instrument and do things. Uh, second, my grandmother, um, who uh, taught me piano back when I was like three or four, um, and kept up doing that till I was like ten. Uh, when I eventually just stopped taking lessons and just started teaching myself, um, and so I probably would not be as good at musical things if it weren't for that. Basically, being brainwashed into being a pianist. <laughs> Um, uh, and then three, my uncle, uh, who, um, I see very sparingly. I I don't visit extended family very often. Uh, we just never have. But, uh, literally every time I have visited him, he's pulled out a guitar and, uh, told stories about, like, playing music in college. He's in, like, a a band with a bunch of other old guys. Like, it's super cute. Um... (laughs) And he uh, gave me one of the guitars that I that I own right now, Aww. and so that that was that was super important to me as well. So there's there's the the musician origin story. Mm-hmm. I could get into musical influences probably later on, but that's how that that started for me. Um, uh, voice acting. Uh, okay, so so. <laughs> You're probably gonna have to chop this answer up a lot. This is this is super disjointed and <laughs> crazy. Um, I'm just rolling with it at this point. But uh, yeah, I, I, if I need to, I'll be sure to add the edits. But I don't really think so. I'm just I'm already intrigued, and I already have so many questions based on what you've already said so far. But I'm not gonna stop you. Keep sure. going. Uh, yeah. So voice acting. I mentioned the performance has always been attracted to me since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I I was never much into like cartoons or tv i am i mean i was a little bit i think every kid around my age early 2000s was but i was not much of a tv baby um i was much more of an internet baby i was raised on like early youtube i was raised on like 2008 2009 youtube um and so a lot of the things that I was watching were more like, I guess at the time, like indie animation or like people making like Lego stop motion videos okay. or um, 
like those like Mario plushy videos. <laughs> um, a channel that comes to mind in particular is Cute Mario Bros. If you, uh, I I'm not gonna assume that you know who they are, but uh, they are a foundational <laughs> piece of media for me. They they were based. It was basically these two kids that had these like Mario and Luigi plushies, and uh, they'd. I don't know, they do silly voices, they would have these very elaborate stories involving very strange crossover characters like Jack the Skele- Jack Skellington and like Kermit the Frog and it was wacky, it was weird, it was bizarre, but it was exactly the kind of thing that like child me loved. And so that doing like weird impressions of these like Mario YouTubers is probably what got me started doing voice acting things <laughs> and just the internet in general is what kind of led me towards an online content creation career over okay. anything else okay okay I, again that's you know even just right there just like an origin story there's a lot of foundation and a lot of different paths when it comes to just i guess the complex character that is you more or less at the end of the day because like i you know just based on the intro alone so many different talents so knowing obviously there's a lot of different routes to go behind that especially like the I- internet stuff like i can only imagine like uh, you know obviously especially nowadays the internet very hit or miss when it comes to being an influence uh, one way or another. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, but I also imagine, like, even back then, like, just knowing, like, what was out there and the entertainment people were providing, I can only imagine how much that, if nothing else, like, more or less raised you to to have that kind of entertainment mentality, state of mind, along with the influence you had beforehand within your own family. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, I... <laughs> I'm so thankful every day that I grew up on the era of the internet that I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel so bad for kids growing up right now yeah. with like big corporate YouTube. Yes. Uh, and like TikTok right now. I'm not even like no, no shade on TikTok like necessarily, but mm-hmm. like um, there was something about early 2000s YouTube that just had such a charm and such an emphasis on like indie creators that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I don't want to get to sounding like too much of a disgruntled boomer over it, but I, I do feel that way. <laughs> hey, you know what? If it makes you feel any better, the feeling is mostly mutual. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. But, <laughs> but but before we divulge into a conversation of kids these days and their YouTubes and their TikToks, <laughs> before we really divulge into that, I, I want to go back more or less a little bit when it comes to you know how you developed into this more or less creative career. Can you think of a certain point where it went from just like a general pa- a general love for all this stuff to a passion and wanting to make it your career? Um, yes. Uh high school. Okay. <laughs> yes, high school. Um and high school, okay. Well, high school is when I knew that I wanted to be a performer. Mm-hmm. That's that's when that solidified to me. Um in middle school, I was an extremely reclusive, like, hermit of a child. I didn't talk to people very much. Um, Eighth grade, I had a few friends that I really liked, but, like, 
I don't know. Overall, middle school was just a very like reclusive, kind of depressive period of my life. Just, that's really sad. <laughs> that's really sad saying it out loud, but that's true. Okay. Um, and eighth grade, I was finally encouraged by my parents and a few friends to like do like a, the school play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the first time I felt a sense of belonging in a in a very long time. Um, like growing up as a as a ADHD kid, um. That was probably repressing trans feelings. Um, it was always very hard to find a space where I felt included. Um, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not, I wasn't even really bullied necessarily. It was just very hard for me to reach out to people in a way that was like deemed as normal. <laughs> um, and so uh, doing the school play where I was surrounded by a lot of people that were also like that was was kind of an eye-opening moment for me um and like i knew from that moment going into high school yeah i'm doing this i'm doing this a lot uh and it was like my definitive like hyper fixative focus for all four years of high school for me um in and in some ways that was beneficial in some ways it was hell uh but uh, it, it really solidified that performance is, is what I want to do in some way. And the thing that solidified, like, streaming and online content creation, like, I started streaming when I was in high school. Okay. I think I started streaming junior, junior year of high school um, under a different, like, u- username. Okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get into this later. I started okay. streaming, like, consistently uh, in high school. Um, there was a few attempts before then that maybe we'll get into maybe we won't um and uh i so i started in high school found very very modest uh like success um and uh it was after i graduated and um covid started really that Mm. i realized wow um this is the thing that i want to be spending all my time with um i had a job that I had, I was, I worked at an escape room, uh, for like, like a year and a half. Okay. And had fun with it, but realized very quickly after COVID started and I got sick that, um, it, it, it didn't really, that, I don't know. So, so, some, I, I didn't really feel cared for. I didn't really feel wanted. Um, and, uh, streaming is just so much more meaningful and so much more fulfilling even though I haven't even really breached the same level of like consistent income that that job provided, it still feels so much better to do. Um, and so, and so that's, I, I guess in, in that way, that's what sort of solidified that. Yeah. Stream, streaming has to be what I have to do. I mean, that's fair enough, especially, you know, it may not be consistent at this point when it comes to like income or whatnot, but what you've been able to provide out there when it comes to just the content, your personality on full blast more than anything else. I think it's more, more or less worth every single penny that has been brought to you more than anything else. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I want to go back just a little bit when it came to some of the performance stuff that you did, especially when it comes to high school. Firstly, let's, <laughs> just, let's just agree straight up. High school can be hell sometimes, all right? That wasn't just... Oh, God. <laughs> that was, that's just high school in general, all right? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, man, you really got the outfit for every occasion. Um, anyways. Uh, I have- 
every single face in the in the suit. Every single one. I love that. All of them. Uh, <laughs> how about we move on to maybe once we get past high school or whatnot. I'll go ahead and ask this question. Obviously, you know, I imagine all this stuff that you talk about had a major influence to kind of the performance aspect. I know one of the biggest performance aspects that you have, or at least the ones that I notice and absolutely love every opportunity I get to hear, is your musician roots. The chance that you get to yeah. perform music and be a singer or whatnot. I know you kind of illustrated this with uh the fact that again you had strong family roots with your dad and your grandma and your uncle or whatnot really being influenced on that what is it about music that like creatively gets your mind going oh um oh god everything (laughs) um it's 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 kind of hard to imagine um a scenario in which music has not inspired me honestly um it's just kind of always been there um more than like more than anything the 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 times when i feel most creative when it comes to musicianship is when like are the moments that are like emotionally and like mentally like taxing okay it 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 is always a thing that is so like easy for me to fall back on in those times um uh it's it's a it's a comfort it is uh i don't i don't know it 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 it, it help a distraction maybe that's not a nice way of saying it but <laughs> would you say that it, it's um, more or less a way for you to be able to to translate or at least kind of cope with whatever emotion you're trying to deal with in a certain moment i guess so yeah um I don't know. I I, I don't want to like oversell myself as like some like deeply in touch with herself like ge- musical genius or anything like that because I'm not. But um, it 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 definitely helps me work through things. Uh, and 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 in that way, it's 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 always been very inspiring. And not 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 just my own playing. Uh, just listening listening to new music is is always such a like magical moment for me you can you can ask people that i've listened to new music with i will be like making like crazy fucking noises and reactions to like the tiniest little details and people will be like no you're fucking crazy um and i'm like maybe but i'm having fun so i don't know fuck you Two things. One, whenever you were talking about using music as a way, whenever you're feeling like a certain way or whatnot, honestly, the first thing that came to mind was a song that you, that I retweeted the other day. I don't know what the song is called, but it's like, you know, but I hadn't even known you for a day or something along the lines of that. I, that, <laughs> that is uh, the song Brooklyn by Theo Katzman. Yeah, there you go. I, I literally not too long before you actually hopped in here i was listening to that again because god that is like one of my favorite performances that you've done even if it's like just a, a simple like recording on your phone or whatnot i just absolutely loved it and i just like again like it starts off with you like you know saying that you need to blow off a little steam or whatnot that's why it came to mind whenever you were talking about as a way to kind of more or less express yourself especially whenever it yeah. came to you know certain days or whatnot and um what was the second thing I was gonna say? I had something else in mind, and then I lost it. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. you're you're. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, no, so it just came back to me. It's one of those again, like whenever you geek out when it comes to like the small moments of songs or like the small little details, <laughs> or anything like that. Again, I 
honestly relates to that a lot more than you would believe more than anything else because I, I love the like the i love like the little details in there like little things that you would normally notice unless you're like really paying attention to a song can you like just whenever you're describing that was there like a detail that first came to your mind like you think about this little itty bitty detail that no one would ever think about but it makes you like geek out more than anything else like in a specific song or what like in, in a, what context in, in exactly a, like in, if there's a specific moment in a particular song that you could think of whenever uh, you're describing that. Oh man. Uh I'm like running through the memory palace right now. <laughs> Is there a song? Um I I don't know. I I like geek out about like um instrumentation choices and like melodies and um like weird music theory nonsense. Um a lot. Uh, oh, is there an example of a specific song you can think of? Oh, jeez. If not, I completely understand. Trust me, with how much music is out there, it's hard to really narrow down <laughs> just one. <laughs> um. Okay, I don't want to nerd out too long about this, but one of okay. my favorite bands uh, is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Um, okay. Uh, do you do you know about them? The name sounds familiar, but I can't think of a song right off the top of my head. They are an Aussie uh, psychedelic rock uh, band. Okay. And um, one of my favorite albums of theirs, Nonagon Infinity, um, has each song uh, kind of perfectly um, and seamlessly transitioning into the next song. So uh, at no, there's like no cuts. The whole album plays... You uh, don't know like how much I fucking love that shit. I love without, that without shit. Without any cuts. Okay, if you love that shit, wait till you fucking hear this part. The last track on the album, uh, I forget what the hell it's called, um, loops seamlessly back into the first song of the album. Okay. Um, so you can listen to the entire thing on loop and it will just never end. Um <laughs> So that's, I don't know, that's an extreme detail. That's, that's like, um, I don't, I don't know, that's, that's like a stupid nerdy thing that I really like, but I, I enjoy that. And I'm not going to like accuse, I'm not going to insult people's intelligence by saying nobody would ever know because that was kind of the point of the whole album. But, but um, I like things like that is what I'm trying to say. Well, I mean, I, I especially imagine, you correct me if I'm wrong, like that's an older band, like especially back day before there was the whole entire, you know, like... Sorry, let me ask you this. When did that album come out? Do you know? The, uh, like, 2015. Oh, okay. <laughs> like okay. They For some reason, I was thinking that, like, that was an older band. That shows how much I haven't listened to them. Um, <laughs> but, but even that, okay, that makes it better. Because if that's the case, like, they knew, they know exactly, like, how music works. And they wanted to make, like, a wholly different experience than probably what a lot of people did. So especially making it to where, like, it just flows into from one thing to another. Especially making it almost seem like an endless loop that you can listen to for Lord knows how long. That shit's incredible. I love that. I was going to say, like, some of my, uh, some of the artists that I love, uh, I was going to say, like, Tyler the Creator implements that with some of the, some of his albums, like, having, like, a seamless flow with some of the stuff. Uh, mm. Very much on her EP, a Thank You. I know at least the first two songs, but, like, if you listen halfway through, there's, like, you could probably tell where some songs split up or whatnot, but, like, it's very, it flows very well with the way that's laid out more than anything else. Like, it's, I always love that stuff, so I'm right there with you when it comes to that. Yeah. 
Uh, fun little geek out moment there. <laughs> I'm glad we could geek out Ooh, together. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank God. Thank God. There you go. Um, but I know another way that you've definitely been able to showcase that love for music is the fact that you've been able to basically master just about everything that you do when it comes to music. <laughs> I right off. What the, are you serious? I, at least in my opinion, because I every like with just that, <laughs> at least for, again from what I've been able to hear the instruments that you have been able to master or that you've been able to play, I love listening to every single time. I know right off the bat, the two I can think of is obviously guitar and piano. Is there any other instruments that I do not know about that you've mastered? Is there like a bassoon in the background that I don't know about? <laughs> um i want to like it, okay M- mastery is a very hard thing to define uh okay. because there is always room to improve always Fair um enough. uh i've been playing piano since i was three i don't consider myself a master of it still and that's largely because i quit taking lessons when i was 10 and I've been kind of just doing it by myself for the past uh, 11, 12 years. Uh, so um, I'm, I am I probably have some bad habits okay. <laughs> when it comes to playing piano. Okay. Um, guitar, I'm almost entirely self-taught. Uh, so I probably have a lot of bad habits there, too. <laughs> um, the, I, the two things that I have received like more like professional training and practice for in more recent years is singing. Okay. Um, in high school, starting in high school, um, I took like four or five years worth of professional, uh, vocal coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that I am a trained vocalist. Um, like I, I, there's still room to improve, obviously. But um, I, 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 I feel comfortable saying that. I also uh, play bass. I took a few years of bass lessons. Um, uh, I guess in middle school I played flute. I still have a flute somewhere. <laughs> I could probably whip that out and maybe make a couple sounds. <laughs> so I'm I wasn't really too far flute. off with the bassoon thing. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really a flute player. Fair. I'm certainly not a master. I mean, if you want to, you can pull some like Lizzo shit and like, yeah, for a song, just bust out the flute for a little thing. <laughs> I'd have to learn it again, man. I haven't touched that thing seriously, you know, literally since I was like 13. You know what? That's valid. That's valid. But, you know, going back to what I was going <laughs> to say, when it comes to the instruments or more than anything else, like, especially, like, I appreciate the fact that you include more or less your voice as, a, uh, you're singing as an instrument. I, I don't know if you were saying like that, but I feel like that's what you were. But, uh, no, it is. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, I just want to say, like, with all these different instruments and, you know, the fact that it more or less gives you, like, a good wide range when it comes to any sort of song, is there, like, a preference that you have when it comes to music you would prefer to perform? Music that I prefer to perform? Ooh. Um. Oh, man. <sighs> That's hard. Okay. Because I, I like a lot of genres of music, and I would love to perform a lot of other genres of music. Um. I think the kinds of music that I like to perform is kind of limited by my musical ability in a way that's not a very, I don't know. I feel like I'm not being very kind to myself there, but um, that's like the best way I can describe it. Uh, 
when it comes to like the music that I write, like my my original music, mm-hmm. it tends to be kind of more like indie rock uh, uh, influenced. Okay. Um. Uh. That doesn't mean that's the only thing I like to perform. Um. I will bust out a show tune if I have to. I will. I I love like jazz and jazz singing. I love that. Um. I've I've been told that I would be really good on like heavier rock. Um, okay. And so, I, and and I'm not speaking strictly from like a vocal uh, standpoint. Um, so I, I guess that's sort of the range I feel comfortable in, in terms of performances, but I don't know. I, I, I would like to do so much more than I guess what I can do, if, if that makes sense. No, that's, that's fair. I mean, you've all, you said yourself, there's always room for improvement more than anything else. And I, you know, I imagine that also goes with like getting a chance to truly experiment and truly to get, just to try any sort of different genre, try to do different stuff and see how comfortable you can be, or at least how much of an experience it can be with that kind of stuff. I was going to say, I know another genre that at least I know that you do covers for is you tend to do a lot of like pop covers, at least from what I've noticed, like a few here and there, which I absolutely <laughs> love. Again, another song that I absolutely love that you did recently. In fact, to celebrate the 43rd anniversary of the album, uh, off the wall, you did a outstanding cover of, uh, rock with you by Michael Jackson. <laughs> uh, oh my God. You want to talk about like vocal training. Your voice was like buttery smooth with that one. Straight Aww, up. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say like, <laughs> is there, a, do you ever, do you ever have like a preference when it comes to covers as well? Or is it like, is there like a moment where like you listen to a song and you just be like, I have to cover this at some point, or does it just like a, a sprag thing that just kind of happens and you're like, okay, let me do this. Well, well, the, when it comes to the vocal covers that mm-hmm. I've done on, like under my current branding, I, sh- I guess, um, that, that, the, the, the content, I got to put on my streamer hat a little bit as well. Um, because, um, the, the, the vocal covers I do are, are more so, um, celebrations or of something or, um, some opportunity to connect with my audience. Um, I don't want to sound like some, like, emotionless machine, <laughs> uh, when it comes to that, but the, the covers I pick tend to be pop music. Um, not even necessarily because, uh, it's like my favorite music ever, which, which you know, I love Michael Jackson. Fucking Michael Jackson's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I picked I picked that because I discovered during my karaoke stream that I can kind of convincingly sing Michael Jackson, <laughs> and I'm like, shit, this is an opportunity to make some good videos or or good like covers or something. And so okay. I picked another one, found out when a good opportunity to post it would be, and then uh did it. So, so the vocal covers, here, here's here's how I treat them. The vocal covers are like like quick things I can get done like rel- relatively fast. Okay. Um, like I am capable of uh, making full productions, like doing the instrumentation myself, uh, writing the music myself, all of that. Um, which is not to discredit covers um, as as a music musical style as well. I compare doing music covers to like drawing fan art as opposed to drawing like original characters or something like that. Right. Um, the, the, 
it requires the same set of skills. It requires um, uh, the same amount of effort and time uh, and energy. Uh, it's just um, you're you're using it as a tribute to a pre-existing work rather than creating your own work. Um, that being said, the vocal covers I make tend to use instrumentals that have already been made. So they're kind of easy. I, I, I won't say they're easy for me, but they are comparatively simpler to just sort of bust out compared to making a whole production from scratch. Um, and so they're fun. And because of that, they're it's good it's good twitter content <laughs> you know what that's fair that's valid i mean it certainly has entertained me whenever i was doing my research for this interview more than anything i was getting to listen to some of those covers or whatnot <laughs> thinking back to some of the ones that you have done whether it be just for personal reasons or you know twitter content is there a personal favorite one that you've done so far a personal favorite cover mm-hmm <laughs> um I, I i don't really like to play favorites honestly um yeah, valid fair enough fair enough the, the only two that i've ever released and made like a semi big deal about are my cover of uh zombies on your lawn from plants versus zombies and um oh i guess before that i did um what the hell was it? It was um, the. What the hell is this keeping me? Um, one you gone from Portal Two. There you go. Um, there we go. That was the first one I posted under my current VTuber branding. Um, and uh, that one was rough. Honestly, that one was rough. That was that was pretty early in my uh, vocal development, so I was kind of straining my voice in that one. So I guess that one's not my favorite. But honestly, the Plants vs. Zombies one's really good. The Michael Jackson one's really good. I don't generally like playing favorites, so I, li I like them all. There you go. Cop-out hey. answer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You say cop-out answer, but if it's an honest answer, who am I to judge more than anything else? Um, with that being said, though, is is there a song that you eventually want to tackle at some point and either try uh, and do a vocal cover at some point? There's a song that um, I have ambitions and aspirations of doing a full like instrumental and vocal cover of Ooh, soon. Okay. And that is <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. It's a song called Lesbian Ponies with weapons by violet pony um and <laughs> it's this really <laughs> it's this really bouncy really fun hyper pop song um okay about about ponies <laughs> and i i love it to death um there you go. Listen, the, listen, listen to that afterwards. I was gonna say at this podcast, literally, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make sure I save the, all these files or whatnot, and I'm gonna go <laughs> find that song because one, I'm I, gonna <laughs> I'm gonna send you the whole album that it's from. Thank You're gonna you. love it. Thank you. Because I was gonna say, firstly, I'm a fan of hyper pop, so any chance I get to expose myself to new hyper pop, I'm more than happy to. But secondly, <laughs> like you, you can't tell me with a title like that. You expect me not to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, goodness. But on top of, you know, 
though on top of the music aspect of it especially get to truly train your voice a little bit that way another way you've been able to more or less train your voice is with voice acting if i may what exactly intrigued Mm -hmm. you about that aspect of performance and wanted you and what made you want to go into voice acting um i've been doing silly voices my whole damn life Mm -hmm. um i think i got it from my mom who would always (laughs) like do silly voices whenever she would like read like books to me or you know Sometimes when she was just talking, she would just switch to a, a character voice and it would make me laugh. And so I, I think I got that from her, if, if anyone. Um, and so even before I knew I wanted to do voice acting, like in high school, I thought I was going to do more screen acting or stage acting. Okay. Um, and in fact, that's where most of my like quote unquote professional experience is in, is in uh, stage acting. Okay. Um, even then, uh, character voices were always a thing that I that I really put a lot of effort into, and so I didn't really start doing like voice acting as a thing on the internet until uh, COVID happened, actually. Okay. Um, because then all the opportunities to do acting in person were gone, um, and I still wanted to do it, and and so. I'd kind of thought about it, like, had it in my back pocket, like, maybe this is something I'll, I'll try. Um, and I still, like, haven't really auditioned for much. Uh, but I have um, made, like, a bunch of, like, short videos. Um, I have a few things coming up that have a lot of voice acting um, involved, I suppose. Um, and so uh, there you go answer <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a good answer more than anything else i mean i'm already intrigued because i did see a couple of those like <clears throat> short i guess comics or whatnot they did voiceovers for more than anything else which uh-huh. like, very fun very entertaining more than anything else it i, I imagine like getting to experiment with all these different voices or whatnot it just has to be fun at the end of the day to to try to be a part of that right yeah um the uh, uh... Wait, could you, like, say that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're perfectly fine. I was going to say, I, I can only imagine, like, getting a chance to really, like, express yourself through trying all these different voices or whatnot. It has to be, like, just fun more than anything else at the end of the day, right? Um, yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, like, 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 like I said, it's, it's, it's been a thing I've always done. Um, and, uh, I kind of... I don't know. I just can't help but sometimes, I guess. It's, yeah, yeah, it's fun. I guess I wouldn't be doing it if it, if it wasn't fun. Yeah. Valid. Fair point. I And, you know, think of some of the voices I've heard you done or whatnot. There, There's one voice in particular that I just have to ask. And I imagine it's the voice you probably practice most more than anything else. But how on God's green earth or whatever green earth out there did you master Mario? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Should we do a little demo? Should we do a little if, Mario? If you, want, demo if right you now? want, I'm not going to stop you. Woo-hoo! Hello. Thank you so much for watching the postmodern art podcast with me today. Woo-hoo! Thank you for watching. I'm so glad you decided to tune in. Um, yeah. Um, one second time out. I'm just going to say, I'm going I'm to make a new trailer at some point. I, I'm going to include that as part of the trailer. Just letting you know right now. <laughs> Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. Um, I already mentioned to you that Mario has been a part of my life since forever. Um, uh, 
I will like I watched the fucking cute Mario Bros, the plushy videos. Mm-hmm. Uh my mom and dad had like a DVD box set of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Not the same Mario voice, but it is a Mario voice. It is a Mario voice. Right. Um and uh I don't know. I've been like doing little Mario voices since I was a kid, just playing with toys with my brother. Um and so I I guess you're right. I guess that is probably the voice i have the most practice with <laughs> i was gonna say like it's 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 on. literally just a it's literally just a a, a function of of time <laughs> spent doing it <laughs> you know what fair enough and and like divulging onto mario just a little bit actually kind of less more leads me into like another set of questions i wanted to ask and that was when it comes to like video games as a whole um i know you kind of illustrated this with like some of the mario influence and whatnot but how important has video games been a part of you like especially like growing up more than anything else uh extremely extremely important um uh even i mean even stepping outside of like my family raised me on nintendo um uh like I have met some of the most important people in my life through like Minecraft servers. Okay. And um like I have friends that I still talk to t- to this day that I've met in like Team Fortress 2 lobbies back in like 2013-14. Um so yeah, extremely important. Um I I uh, <laughs> when I was a little kid, when I was in, like, elementary school, it was, like, the thing that I would use to gauge whether or not I could, like, be friends with people. Because okay. that was, like, my only... That was, like, my only social skill. <laughs> it's a good foundation. Um, it was my only social skill was talking about the video games I liked. Um, and, like, the YouTube videos that I was watching. Um, I Oh, God. I just unlocked a memory. I would literally, like memorize like entire youtube videos and like recite them to my friends in an attempt to be like funny holy (laughs) shit i like haven't thought about that until right now what the hell is wrong with me (laughs) i mean if it makes you feel any better i'm kind of the same way with some videos like even to this day like there are some youtubers i just i love watching or whatnot and some of the quotes that they say i'll like try to recite it like here and there whatnot just to see if people have also watched that same youtuber and i can know if i can be friends with them or not (laughs) just just more undeniable evidence of the noel is adhd and probably autistic um fucking truth or but what what am i saying i don't know can we move on <laughs> yeah I, no absolutely absolutely i was gonna say like I, I can only imagine like obviously with video games being a good strong foundation more than anything else is there any video games out there that you can think of that has more or less left like the biggest impact on you whether it be you know a social thing or just like the way that its story like changes a person is there any video games that culturally or just even just emotionally which game has had the most which games have had the most impact on you on me um well i'll i'll first start off by saying the story of any game has never had much of an impact on me ever okay um but, uh okay that's that's not entirely true <laughs> i don't want to sound like i like hate stories and video games <laughs> like, forever but like i am an adhd child um i like didn't really finish video games if they were super long or like had like mechanics that were too like 
boring for me to care about. And so just flat out as a kid, JRPGs were not a thing I played. Um, Valid. The, the closest thing to, to RPGs I played as a kid were like Paper Mario. Oh God, I'm I've, I'm quickly revealing how obsessed I have been with this series for my entire goddamn life. Holy shit. I'm not judging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of crazy like saying it out loud and like really realizing it all myself right now oh my god anyway <laughs> um speaking of uh games that uh had a profound impact on me new super mario bros for the ds okay. um that game uh uh is such a highlight of not just my childhood but my relationship with like my brother okay. um Playing that game with him just, like, on long car trips are, like, some of the fondest memories I have, um, just generally. Um, other games that have had massive impacts on me. Um, Minecraft, uh, it's weird. If you go to, like, Twitch Tracker and you look at, and you look up my channel, you will be very surprised to find that the category that I have streamed the most is Minecraft by a long shot. Oh, wow. Um... <laughs> Despite the fact that I have not played Minecraft fucking once as a VTuber. <laughs> um and that is because I played it a fuck ton uh back in like my high school streaming era. Okay. And like for years prior to that, I, I mentioned just earlier, uh I have long lasting relationships till this day. Um that I have because I'm not them in a Minecraft server. And so um, that's always been important. I've been playing it since like 2010. Um, uh, uh, I mentioned Team Fortress 2. Also, I have over a thousand hours in that game. <laughs> um, and so that game's like very weird, silly, like niche community has been very foundational to my sense of humor. Um, and uh, I don't know, just just like... The weird, like, like Gmod animations involving TF2 characters and like source filmmaker videos, like yes. all of that, all of that, um, that that was that was massive in my development as uh as an adolescent. I th I think I just discovered Team Fortress Two when I was like I don't know maybe fourteen, okay. and I have been playing it pretty much ever since then. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I mean, especially, especially the community that is behind Team Fortress Two more than anything else. Like the game itself is just absolutely fun whenever you do get the chance to play it. But like the community that's behind it, they're they are an entirely different beast on their own. That is just full of incredible people. At the end of the day, like goodness. TF Two. This is an opinion, and it's a kind of it's a rather strong opinion. So I don't know. You can agree with this or not. Okay. TF Two to me is like the last truly community-driven, like, first-person shooter, like, that is still played to this day. Um, I feel like most first-person shooters, or, or most just competitive games generally, have moved towards this very sterile, very, like, competition-focused mode. Yeah. There are no community servers. There is only, like, quick play or, like, whatever matchmaking there is or, like, a comp mode mm -hmm. um 
I'm looking at you, Overwatch. I'm looking at you, Valorant. <laughs> um, uh, lo- kind of looking at you, CSGO, to a lesser extent, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe CSGO is a thing that's going to prove me wrong here. Maybe CSGO is a lot like TF2 in this way. But um, TF2, until recently, um, was a mostly community-driven game. And uh, TF2, probably more than any other first-person shooter that I can think of, has such an emphasis on, like, social spaces. Yes. In in maps and just in servers. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess I just missed that. That's not to say that there aren't, like, horrible people that I will occasionally find in that game. Well, yeah, of uh, course. But, um... <laughs> That's just a reality of playing video games online with people, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say, like, even then, like, what you're talking about, like, I totally get it. Like, you know, you like you were saying, you know, the the Valorants, the Overwatch, the Call of Duty, stuff like that. Like you're saying, they have a lot of emphasis, especially when it comes to, like, the eSport aspect, the competition, trying to be the best yeah. more than anything else. Meanwhile, like, Team Fortress 2, for years, has just been, like, a good, fun time, at least from me on the outside looking in it just looks like a good fun time from a community that's just been at it and try to keep it going as long as possible yeah there is a a large and thriving tf2 competitive community but like i've never seen that as like the point of tf2 right i i i decided a long time ago that i don't actually care about being good at the games that i play <laughs> i don't Thank care you. um uh-huh and so uh, TF2, at its core, is really balanced like a party game. And so I think that is the best way to treat it. And um, yeah, I just wish more games were like that these days. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I'm sure, I hopefully, if people are seeing just kind of how... You know, there community. Hopefully, there are some game developers out there that are seeing just kind of the communities, like the TF2s or whatnot, and maybe hoping to try to find some way to organically recreate that. I know people that you know. There's always going to be you know, like I said, the the Activisions or whatnot. They're going to try to recreate that in their own chemically algorithm is algorithmistic ways or whatnot. But it's just not. Yeah. Just, it's just going to you know seem like a computer is trying to run stuff. I guess. Yeah. But. <clears throat> Let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit because we definitely went to a good well when it came to the video games or whatnot. But I want to go back, you know, obviously because the story off with Mario being good with the voice acting when it comes to aspect. Since you're really gone all in with this kind of voice acting stuff, is there a dream role? If given an opportunity, would there be like a dream role that you would love to tackle at some point? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um. Uh, I almost had my dream role, Ooh. actually. Um, I, uh, for a while was the co-director of an Ace Attorney fan project called Acted Attorney, um, where, um, myself, uh, and like two other, uh, co-directors were going to, um, record and, um, uh, like produce and upload to YouTube uh, a dub of the entire first Ace Attorney game. Okay. Um, and uh, we got pretty far along in that. We had a whole cast already fully decided on. We did, like, a whole, like, screen test, like, callback situation to sort of narrow down who was going to be who. Right. Um, 
and I was supposed to voice Miles Edgeworth. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and um, that, if it had not like collapsed and died, would have been like a dream project for me, I guess. I can um, imagine. Thinking more like pie in the sky, hell yeah, I'd love to fucking do an official Mario voice <laughs> character. Are you kidding me? Um, that would be amazing. Uh, is that ever happening? Probably not. But I would love that. That would be so fun. Well, mate, well, mate <laughs> this just in breaking news. Monty Moe has been announced as the replacement voice actor for Chris Pratt in the Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Jesus. <laughs> but, like, let me let me be real for a second. I, like, I, as much as I, like, have dreams about characters or something, I'm, like, not a picky person. Right. I just love participating in things. Um, Like I said, I grew up on early YouTube where indie animation kind of ruled supreme. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, I just want to be included in in those types of projects when, when and if they show up um, in whatever way possible, in whatever way th the director deems I am best suited. Um, I, I, like I said, I'm not picky. I, I just want to help. I, I think voice acting is fun. You know what? Honestly, like I again, I totally get where you're coming from. I'm trying to dip my toes in voice acting wherever I can. I haven't been as active with it as I'd like to be, but I'd like to <laughs> dip it in as much as I can. And like for me, it's not even just about like getting paid or getting like the recognition. Ultimately, it's having an opportunity just to do it and have a fun time with it. The uh -huh. The biggest thing that I can think of that I've done so far is I was the the lead voice for uh for an independent video game called The Chameleon. I was basically Doctor F, Chief of Lunite Research. Um, <laughs> that, that was more or less like the voice I had to like pull out for that one. But like again, I got to hear my voice inside of a video game. Like not even not even like two years ago, I could have imagined that. And so just even having an opportunity yeah. to do that kind of stuff is what I, I I'm looking for at this point. It's fun. It's fun. Here, being a being a part of something bigger like that is fun. Absolutely, I imagine another major thing that is fun for you is more or less the 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 big. Well, I guess one of the biggest topics I want to talk about because let's be honest, I've been talking to an animated mole, you know, this entire <laughs> time. So let's get into VTubing. I know you kind of illustrated a Whoa. little bit that you uh, you kind of already said before that you like got into to streaming when it came to high school stuff what got you interested in streaming but more or less what got you interested in vtubing and going all in with that yeah um i'm gonna skip past the like irl streaming thing because like fair enough that was mostly just a side gig that i did because i was bored um and and eventually when COVID hit i just found that i really liked it and wanted to keep doing it and do it consistently mm -hmm. um and so here's where things are gonna get a little personal okay. um uh when uh oh uh, when was this i around around this time last year actually um was when i started to realize that i was i am a trans girl okay. um for those for those for those of you that weren't aware already um um and so i was like oh shit this is a thing that's real um I started like experimenting with pronouns with my friends and everything. And pretty quickly I realized I was like, oh shit, I can't keep up this facade of a male presenting person on Twitch if this is what I'm going to do. 
Um, and when I decided that this is what I'm going to do, I was like, okay, uh, something has to change. And so I was like talking about it with my friends at the time. Um, by the way, uh, shout out uh, Lynn, Rhea, Zeri. Love you. Love you guys. I miss you guys. Um, those are the people that I was talking to at around the time. Um, and Zeri, uh, who uh, I had met through the Ace Attorney Project, actually, mm-hmm. um, uh, she was telling me about her brother uh, who was starting to do this like VTuber thing. And I, I had known about VTubers uh, from, you know, a few like occasional like videos I had seen on YouTube. And I thought it was like kind of neat, but didn't really see myself uh, <laughs> doing very much. Um, my, so yeah, Zary tells me that her brother is starting to do like VTubing stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll check it out. Uh, any guesses as to who that person was? Hmm. Can I get a hint? Uh, you, <laughs> it's, it's like someone we know and, and talk to extensively a lot. It, no. Is it Rocco? It's Rocco. It's Rocco. Okay. Rocco was like the first like real exposure to VTubers. Uh, Rocco Farrand. Okay. I realize um, that might not be a familiar name to every single person out there on the planet. Right. Rocco Farrand was my first exposure to VTubers. Um, and uh, so uh, he was the first person that really showed me that like VTubers could be like an independent thing. Like, oh yeah, like I can do this. Anyone can do this. This is a way for me to move forward and like rebrand in a way that like makes sense. Uh, and so uh, I became friends with him and uh, he started kind of like telling me how it all worked and everything. Um, I started introducing a bunch of my friends to the community, uh, i.e. Moose, Gravy, Ted, um, a, a handful of others. Um Wow, I'm saying a bunch of names that nobody's going to fucking know in the <laughs> I'm, podcast. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are probably going to be watching this. Probably are also familiar with a lot of the other VTubers that I have introduced on the podcast before. But <laughs> please feel free to drop full names when it comes to these incredible people. Because I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Again, you and I both uh-huh. know, Not everyone may not know them. Uh-huh. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Completely off topic. Um. Oh, uh, what the fuck was I saying i'm like oh geez okay yeah uh so yeah rock i i started watching rocco and watching rocco helped me sort of find my own place and like envision myself in the shoes of of a vtuber myself Mm -hmm. um and so my like vtuber upbringing if you will was entirely within the indie scene okay Uh, to this day i barely pay attention to the corporate VTubers at the very, very top. Um, I think they're cool. I don't have anything against them. They're just not what has ever appealed to me um, because of how much of, like, idol culture is just so foundational to much of the VTubers at the top. That's not what I'm into. That's not what I'm into. I much more align myself with other, like, like, just streamers on Twitch. I don't consider myself an idol by any means. I don't want to be treated like an idol Fair by enough. any means. Um, uh, I want to be treated like a streamer. Uh, I want to be compared to like Germa 
or like vine sauce or shit like that if we want to go like super crazy aspirational thinking here mm -hmm. um those are the people i want to be compared to okay. and those are the kinds of people that i have found more often in the in my corner of the indie vtubing scene um people who are like streamers that happen to use a virtual character to do to express themselves and um it is in that way um that i have really just found this love for vtubing and just the sheer amount of expressiveness and creativity that you are able to 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 just show people and, and showcase um and and in that way i think vtubers do have a leg up over uh face cam streamers <laughs> I want to say face cam streamers can't cannot be creative or cannot be expressive. Right. Um, but like VTubing, oh my god, I don't know, I don't know. I'm 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 talking out of my ass a little bit. <laughs> I I just think I think it's I think it's just so cool, and oh. and it provided me with such a unique opportunity mm -hmm. to um continue doing this thing that I already loved in a way that still made me comfortable. There you go, and I'm glad that you're as, as 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 a as an early blossoming trans woman, I guess. There you go, there you go, and I'm glad that that opportunity is there for you, and the the fact that you've been able to truly get to express yourself and be more or less like comfortable with this period of your life more than anything else, and have this help more or less, especially with the Monty mm -hmm. Moel character that I, obviously I am currently talking to right now. I have to ask, yeah! what, inspi what inspired you to go with that character to more or less express yourself? Okay. Are you ready? This is going to be really silly. Go for it. <laughs> so, um, the, the thing that came first was the username, not the character design. It was the username. Okay. Um, Monty Moel. And I was like, okay, so like I was scrabbling together like ideas for like, okay, I need to rebrand somehow. This is like even before I like even concretely knew I was gonna be a VTuber. Okay. I was like, okay, how 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 am I gonna how am I gonna do this? What are things that I like? What are things that I care about? I wanted something that could be like a play on my name, um, and also have some sort of alliteration in it. Uh, and also demonstrated some aspect something that i cared a lot about deeply mm -hmm. and so i was like okay let, let, let's think here okay um i want some mario reference in there somehow if i can make it happen mm -hmm. and so i was like okay i went onto the fucking mario brothers wiki <laughs> and i looked up a list of literally every single like enemy character that has ever appeared in any mario game and i just scrolled down until I found something that I could reasonably turn into like a pun or play on words of my name. Mm -hmm. And I rem I stumbled upon the Monty Mole and I was like, there it is. Monty Mole L. Yeah, Monty Mole L. Um, <laughs> and so from there, I was able to approach uh, Moose, who, as I mentioned before, made my PNGs and also designed the character. Uh, as well as my friend uh, Wolf, a uh, user named Dice Rice. He's the guy who is who drew the thumbnail for today's episode. Um, uh, I approached both of them with the idea that, okay, I want to be a mole girl, Monty Mole aligned in some way. Um, I gave them a few like rough ideas as mm -hmm. to what I kind of wanted. And a few days later, we had a character design. And 
like maybe a few weeks later, we had the reactive PNGs done. There you go. And that's 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 how that happens. <laughs> and I just gotta say, like, even though it was kind of one of those figuring out the alliterations or whatnot, I'm glad it's you said it with Monty Moe because I can only imagine like Grumpy Goomba or something like that going with the name. It doesn't doesn't really roll <laughs> doesn't really roll off the tongue that well. So. Um. <laughs> But I, I love like the character of Monty Moel, or at least like I, I appreciate like what you've been able to present because I think like no matter what, like the energy and the passion that you bring into like your streams or whatnot alone, like really uh, punctuates what your character is or just you as a whole. Like you do a great job really Thank putting yourself you. out there more than anything. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm just being I, I, <laughs> I, um, I, I don't toot my horn very often, but I do pride myself in the ability to just keep fucking talking to myself. <laughs> um, and that's a skill that I have slowly developed over years of fucking trying to do streaming. And so, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm glad it's working. <laughs> I, I think it's more than working. Like I said, I think you're doing a great job with it. And I especially love like more or less the aesthetic of everything that you have going on. I mean, mm. even the, the moving background that you got behind you right now, like it looks <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Was that kind of retro Mario aesthetic always meant to be a part of you streaming, whether it was IRL or with, you know, the Monty aspect? Um, with the Monty Moel stream, absolutely, yes. Okay. There was no, there was, as soon as I settled on the Monty Moel, like, kind of Mario Alliance branding, I was like, yeah, this, this has to be like this. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I built the entire aesthetic of the channel. Um, I had my friend, uh, Luigi Man 165 that's his username. How, I'm not how gonna fitting. say his name. How fitting, right? <laughs> um, I, he's a friend that I have. Uh, from high school. Okay. Um, and uh, I had him draw like all of my like OBS sort of layout borders that you hear. Here, check it out. Wow. Whoa. 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 Look at that. Hey. The, whoa, hey, it's you. me. Oh, there that's I am. You. For, for, <laughs> for the first time, you see the PNG me in the middle of the podcast. For the first time. Yeah. There you are. So, like, all of these like borders, um, with like the animated like things on them, these were made by by Luigi Man. Um, Wonderfully done, so, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, <laughs> I I I am going to be doing a bit of an overhaul so, relatively soon. Okay. I have a new live 2D model, uh, almost finished, and I'm going to be overhauling everything else. But God, I'm so thankful for the layout that I have right now. It Absolutely. has treated me very well. It, it certainly has. It certainly has. And I imagine you've, like, you've been doing this for a while now. You said that, you know, at least, you know, what was it, about a year ago to, yeah, about a year ago at this point, like, you really went all in with just all sorts of different aspects of this stuff. In the time that you have been VTubing, can you think of a particular stream or a particular moment or a particular clip that if you were to present to someone who may be curious what your streams are all about, you could present them that and be like, yeah, this is this is what you get. This is what you what to expect. Like, can you think of a... I mean... <laughs> if you have one, go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did literally make a channel trailer specifically for that purpose. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, so like that, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, th but there are, there, there are a few streams that I would consider quintessential. Um, uh, I did, a uh, fundraising stream 
for my friend Parker, uh, who runs the uh, Lizards Every Hour uh, Twitter bot. Um, and he had fallen on rough times. He was in danger of losing his house. Right. And so for seven hours, I just got a bunch of friends together and I played Jump King. And every time someone donated like $10, I would put a PNG of a lizard on the screen in a way that it would obstruct my vision in Jump King. <laughs> um, and like, if you donated like 20, like $25, I would like flip the screen. Uh, I would like scroll this. I, I was just torturing myself and having a good time to help uh, my friend. And that, that, that stream, all seven and a half hours of it is on YouTube somewhere. Um, and so that, that's probably one of the quintessential streams. And there you go. I remember seeing. Uh, aside from like, aside from like, I don't know, debuts, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> de 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 debuts are also probably important. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they are fairly important, but I was going to say, especially that, uh, I guess, mini charity stream that you did more or less. Like, I think that like. I remember seeing, I remember being there for part of that, just like watching it or whatnot. And I remember that it was just a fun time having just like everyone there and like encapsulating, yeah. just like embracing the chaos, I guess would be the best way to say that. My, my friends, my friends in this community are very, very important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I attribute my like, like admittedly pretty modest level of success right now, but it's growing, growing. Um, I, I attribute any amount of success that I get right now to them, like ent almost entirely. Um, I, <laughs> I, I've noticed like this like spike in growth of the channel ever since I started doing VTuber stuff. And maybe that's because I've gotten better at doing streaming. Maybe that's because I'm more consistent. In fact, I'm sure that ha plays a large role into it as well. When I was still doing face cam streams, I, I had hardly a schedule at all. It would yeah. take long, unannounced hiatuses a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so those those two things are, are probably helping. But above all, more than anything else, um, it has been the sheer amount of people that have just wanted to support uh, that I have met and become friends with. Rocco Farad, Tag the Otter, um, uh, uh, Sasha, um, fucking uh, uh, Sneb. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, could, I could literally go on forever listing people that I have become friends with in this community. You're, you're one of those people, in fact, <laughs> that, I, that I have met through this VTuber weird thing that I've started doing. Um, I appreciate and, that. And genuinely, truly, from the bottom of my heart, I know fucking everybody says this, but I would not be here, would not be doing this if it weren't for those people uh, supporting. I it, Like, every, every YouTuber, every streamer says it, but it's true. It's yeah. true. It, I mean, absolutely is true. Trust me, I say the same thing when it comes to this podcast. Like, without you guys listening to this and without wonderful guests like yourself, Moel, like... I, this this podcast would just be me screaming into a void. Like this, there wouldn't be anything without you guys. So I totally yeah. Get and I I imagine a, a major part of having this community that you developed with the VTubing or whatnot is also more or less the fact that with just about everything that you do, at least 
well, a prominent thing that I've noticed with a lot of your stuff is obviously you said yourself, like when you started going with this VTubing thing, you were going through the transition. You were starting your the the transition to to be a female. Uh, wow, that was worded weirdly, but uh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> but uh-huh. like. But, <laughs> But, like, you know, it was the start of you, like, truly embracing who you truly are more than anything else and having that pride and with this stuff. How important was it for you to make sure that with whatever you do, like, you had that pride, uh, you, you had that pride, you know, to carry with you, like, to, to do yeah. that stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> extremely important, extremely, extremely important. Um, as soon as I, so, okay, I... I came out as trans during probably the worst time to be trans in uh, modern history, at least. Um, and so I knew upfront that I would be taking some amount of risk doing this, um, being an open trans person on the internet. That's it's it is always that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm right now in this like like when I first started, I was like really pushing hard um like i was outspoken about like trans trans issues constantly i think i like to think i still am uh, you know especially you know when when it when it when it matters to me directly Mm -hmm. um the the there was a v there was a uh this thing the vtuber census that was done last year and this year um that it's basically just like this big survey that people was spread around about like demographics in the vtuber community right um and last year's census uh, concluded that like something like sixty percent of the people that took the survey, who are all VTubers and stream in some capacity, um, are queer, LGBT in some flavor. Okay. Um. So so like a a lot. A, we're talking a lot of people. Like over a thousand people took this survey, and that was last year. I am almost certain that this year that number has increased in to some degree. Um. And so, uh, it has always been important for me to to act as a representative of the LGBT community, as 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 a streamer, as a VTuber, especially because um, as you climb higher and higher up the VTuber ladder, the fewer and fewer like openly queer people you will see. Um, this is this is just a sad truth of of this community. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've, I've always wanted that to be a part of my brand because it's important. There are people who were just like me a year, like a year ago that are probably queer and don't know it or are queer but are too afraid to say so. Um, and seeing other queer people or any marginalized group mm-hmm. on your screen in the things that you were interested in is so important. It makes you feel like less of a freak show and more like a normal person because that is what you are, a normal person, if you are a queer. Um, and so, yeah, it, it has always, always, always been so important to me. And and I hope that if I continue to grow this um, to higher levels, that I can start to introduce more queer-like representation in like more in places that have a lot more influence and a lot more spotlight than my current tiny little channel has. Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> there, 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 there are, there are moments where I 
get paranoid and worry that I'm stepping out of line too much because there are a lot of people in the VTuber community and just, I don't know, in the internet, in the world <laughs> that really don't want to see that happen or will call it cringe or, um, I don't know, will attempt to... I don't know, silence me in some way. I don't I don't want to sound like too much of a martyr or like an activist or anything because I'm not much of an activist, really. Um, I'm just a person that wants to see more representation of people like me in the things that I do. Um, and so, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I, I get scared a lot. I get scared a lot seeing how, how, much just vitriol there is for trans people in the current like collective consciousness right now it it scares me a lot i <laughs> i there are days where i'm like shit i really picked the wrong fucking time to come out as a trans woman right now um it's just this insane moral panic um so I'm glad, at least in my corner, in the, in the corner of the VTuber community that I've found myself in, that there is overwhelmingly <laughs> other queer and trans and gay of some flavor people. Um, it makes me feel very included and, and, pretty, and pretty safe. Um, but if you step too far beyond that, um, there are certain corners of the VTuber community that are really nasty. And um, just like ob obsessively um, like hateful of queer people or I don't know people that just like don't like anime even. <laughs> oh my god, I don't even uh, want to like name names. I don't even like want to name names right now. But there yeah. are accounts that will literally put you on blast if you say even like the least controversial thing possible about like anime characters or i don't i, I don't know <laughs> look, look it I, bothers I, me so i i totally get where you're coming from like silent of a side note thing whether i've seen like literal twitter accounts dedicated to telling people that you should not start a podcast more than anything else like there are twitters yeah. like dedicated to that and i'm just like let people out there enjoy themselves let them have some fun let them like truly be themselves a little bit yeah so, I Amy, mean, I know that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> I, I, no, you, you, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I didn't have a complete thought. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I was going to say, no, for you, um, especially with what you were talking about, like, I, you know, I do appreciate the representation you do put out there. I do appreciate the presence that you provide out there for what you do, you know, being more or less a, you know, just being a good person hearted person being out there to wanting that representation more than anything else and providing that for people in one way or another. Yeah. Um, I know you do a good, like your community is very strong with that passion and the such. I know with some of the streams that you've had, you, you have that, or even going on other people's streams. I remember that, uh, what was it? There was the one, I guess, I don't know if it was a podcast or whatnot, but there's that one stream that you went on, you know, interviewing yes. talking about that kind of representation and such. Saturday night, Saturday night, Hosted by um my dear friend Roddy, uh username girlmeat five 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 seven. Um 
that was that was still one of my favorite things I've ever done. Yeah, is being a guest being a guest on that show. There you <laughs> go. I mean, having it out there, like you know, I I appreciate you putting it out there and providing a good community for people and providing a good atmosphere for people to truly be comfortable with that stuff and just be comfortable in general. Like I said before, like the the attitude and the presence that you have when it comes to your streams, it, it it's one of the. It's one of the ones that I personally enjoy whenever I do get a chance to watch it. Because I'll be honest, being on the East Coast and whenever I have to work or whatnot, I don't get to watch your streams as much. That's on me yeah, or anything I'm, else. <laughs> but I, when I do get a chance to see your stuff, like I absolutely love it every single time. And you know, thinking about like the the streaming journey you've been on, the the music journey that you've been on, you know, thinking about just your journey as a whole, does it amaze you more or less how far you've been able to come? Every day, every day, it amazes me. Um, <laughs> it, I'm still not even used to the idea of people like being fans of the, the work I do. Like, I, I, like I, I <laughs> it, it, it blows me away. Like whenever I hear that someone like talked about me on like someone else's stream, like unprompted, just because they thought of me. Like that, that doesn't make sense to me. That's that's so crazy. Um, and so, yeah, every day I, I am blown away by how far I've managed to make it so far and how far I am continuing to push it. <laughs> there you go. Like I said, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I've got, I've got big things planned. Um, there's big changes coming to my channel, uh, and I am very excited for them. Good, good. I'm certainly excited for those big things, but if I may, for this next question, let's go bigger. Let's go big and beyond, if I may. Bigger? Yes. Oh, boy. Let's go oh bigger boy. and better. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Because, Monty right. Moel, I want to give you more or less the dream scenario, if I may. Oh. <sighs> let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags, kind of like the PNG guy that you saw a little while ago. Um, mm -hmm. I get, I come, <laughs> I come to him like, look, Moel. <laughs> Everything you do is absolutely fantastic. And we know that with just a little extra push, we feel like you do an opportunity to do something extra special more than anything else. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be available. We should probably put that back into some LGBT funds or whatnot. We'll do that eventually. But right now we're focusing on you <laughs> first and foremost. If given this opportunity, what would be the dream Monty Moel project? Oh, man. Oh, man. I would want to do, uh, like, <laughs> like some sort of like animated series. Okay. <laughs> okay. Some, j j not even like a serious one, but just like a fun. I don't know. Uh, uh, something fun to do with my uh, with my friends okay I, I guess this is this is just coming back to the answer that i would not be doing much differently if i had a big budget if i had a big budget and you gave me all the money in the world i would simply make do everything that i'm currently doing but just make it look a little nicer and sound a little better okay <laughs> i i don't think i would choose to work with different people i love the people i work with right now i would i would share that money with those people there you go. um i <laughs> I I don't know I I I I like what I'm doing I I, I like very much the, the the path that I'm already taken and the dream is to just keep that going long enough to support me I guess that's that's what the dream is 
Well, there you go. And hey. so if I if I can if I can use the money to just make it look a little prettier, sound a little nicer, um, maybe do fun special things in between, like animated shorts or like like nice more nicer produced songs. Like that's that that would be cool. But fundamentally, I don't think that's that different from what I'm already doing. Well, there you go. There you go. I mean, hey, if, if, <laughs> if all that we're going to be getting is just more Monty Moel, who are my – I think that's money well invested no matter what. Um, <laughs> but Thank you. But sadly, we have to get down from the dream scenario. and We got to get back to reality as real as it is on the, the flying ship that you have. Um, <laughs> and I'll ask the ever so generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now? Um, hopefully alive. I don't know. That's a really depressing answer. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say at the very least, that's a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> um, hopefully still kicking. And um, five years. Oh shit. Well, first of all, I hope Twitch is still a viable platform in five years. Um, and if it is, um, I hope that i um well i kind of talked about it earlier i i hope that my influence will have increased enough to where i will be able to more effectively lift up the people that i care about um that that's that's really what i hope to be able to do with this um and yeah i guess supporting myself is also nice <laughs> again it, it, this this is like my dream job. I want to be able to support myself entirely off of this. Um, and so in five years time, I hope that I will have come up with some rhythm, with some process to make this um, a viable living. Well, there you go. That's a, that's a good thing to aspire for more, more than anything else. That's all you <laughs> ever ask for. Yeah. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have one last question to, that I have to ask. Obviously, you've deeply entrenched yourself when it comes to art on so many aspects for as long as you can remember. Yeah, whether it be the music, <laughs> the singing, the voice acting, the streaming, all yeah. sorts of different aspects of it. How important is art not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Um, Right now, it's more important than ever, I'd say. Okay. Um, And... The in a world where like increasingly um more and more people are kind of being displaced by like cheap labor or like um automation or anything like that. I don't know. It's like a capitalistic hellscape right now. Um and uh I think right now more than ever, um self expression through art is the thing that is going to motivate people to keep, to keep, to keep just going, <laughs> to just keep going. Um, and the definition of art is changing a lot. I think, um, I'm, I mean, music and like visual arts have always been a thing, but like, I think YouTubers are artists. Yes. I think video games are art. I think streams are art. Um, and so, I, 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 I think that more and more that's probably it, it, it's, it's, it is, it is critically important that people keep doing that. Otherwise we're going to absolutely lose any or all source of like 
meaning or humanity in this increasingly hell hell world that we're living in. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's like really bleak and sad, but like that's but, just how I feel. But it's also not wrong, and there are some that you did bring up some really good points about just the fact that art is changing, and there's so many different ways that people can get to express themselves. You know, different forms of media and different forms of art and like you said it is very vital especially in today's world like i said that is wonderfully worded if i do say so myself (laughs) thanks (laughs) that's all the questions i have for you moel um i have already showered you with a whole bunch of praise but i'm gonna shower you with a little bit more because it's my podcast i do what i want um (laughs) uh moel like i said you know Ever since I have gotten to to know you and getting the chance to really get to experience some of the the streams and stuff that you've been able to do, you have just been a positive uh, influence for me more than anything else. Anytime that Aww. I am, anytime that I am in a call with you, or anytime I get a chance to watch your streams or whatnot, my attitude instantly gets a little bit better. I I cannot tell you <laughs> how much I appreciate you just as a person and getting a chance to really dive deep into the work you've been able to do the the stuff that is out there getting the chance to sit down and really talk to you get to really get to know the the art you've been able to produce and the influence and whatnot i already had a a lot of love and respect for you but like it's already gone infinitely like lord knows how oh my God. <laughs> I, I think i can almost reach your ship from the ground with how much that appreciation and love has gone wow. for you yes and, <laughs> and i know how high up that thing is um uh, the long Pretty fucking this, high. I know, right? But the long and <laughs> short of it is, at the end of the day, I just have to say thank you. Thank you for being a positive influence out there. Thank you for putting yourself out there for better, for worse, with all this stuff. Thank you for <laughs> being able to push forward and do the incredible stuff that you do. It is appreciated infinitely. And the world is a better place with you in it. Thank you for what you Aww. do. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you for all of that. That <laughs> means more than you know. I'm just being 100% honest with you right now. That's that's all I tried <laughs> to do. Uh, for those who may not already know about your stuff and want a chance to really get to you know love and appreciate you more, go ahead and plug your stuff for the people at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I stream on Twitch. Uh, twitch.tv slash Monty Moel. Uh, I try at least three times a day. Uh, three times a day? What the fuck? Three times a week. Um, <laughs> I've been dressed three crazy. times a day. I'm not that, I'm not that crazy yet. Um, wow. Uh, I try to stream at least three times a week. Um, uh, I If I ever do any music or um, voice acting related things, you'll find that on my Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Monty Moel. Um, and yeah, on Twitch, I do a variety of things. I do a lot of video gaming. Um, I'll do singing and music sometimes. I've done like weird impromptu, like for like POV cooking streams every so often. Like it's it's a good time. It's a good time. Come hang out. I'd love to have you. There you go. There you go. Which also leads to a question I forgot to ask sooner. Like you know, you're doing all this improv stuff and doing all this music or whatnot, and you know, you'll be posting here or whatnot. When is the Monty Moe EP going to eventually drop? Because I need some original music uh, from you. Ah, uh, you've heard you've heard me talking about this. Wait, wait, <laughs> no, actually, no, I haven't. I haven't heard you talking. Oh about my god! It. I, I, I know. I like. I know there's some stuff here and there to where you said that like you're gonna eventually work on it, but I didn't know there was an EP in the works. There's no plans yet, really. <laughs> but I have some songs written, and okay. yeah, as soon as I. 
am able to get together a better like recording sort of setup, I would absolutely love to make that a thing. I don't know how um tied to my VTuber stuff I'm gonna end up that that's gonna end up being. Um I don't know. It, th that that would end up being a very, very personal project. Not that what I do on Twitch isn't personal. Um I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if those two things are going to be connected yet. I'll I, I don't know. I'll be in touch. I guess <laughs> I'll let you know. There you go. I mean, if nothing else, I, for me, it, in my opinion, if you're going to do this thing, you either got to go full Monty or no Monty at all. That's all I just got to say. <laughs> Yes, got that joke in there somehow. Um, wow. <laughs> do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it, it, I, it is, I've already said it's it's such an honor, but it is. It's such an honor to be considered for this show amongst all of the other amazing guests that you've had. So, uh, yeah, thank you. It really, it really really means a lot i mean you heard all the praise i gave to you a little earlier you know it was warranted at least for me to have you on this podcast so. <laughs> thank you there you go I, well thank you for your time thank you for what you do and all i have left to say is for the people at home hasta luego mi amigos what Thank you so much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I greatly do appreciate you sticking around. I sincerely hope this was a fun episode for you guys, as much as it was for me and Moel. Seriously, this this was... <laughs> the energy that Moel brought was exactly what I needed. Uh, it, was, it was wonderful. Uh, thank you, Moel, if you're sticking around to this part. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, this was It was fun. It was nothing short of fun. And you certainly brought that energy. Um, <laughs> especially the little bit at the beginning. Goodness. <laughs> How am I so blessed to know some incredible people such as yourself? Like, Jesus Christ, you, you do some incredible stuff. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about today. But I do have a, a little something something for you guys. So... If you remember me talking through the halfway through the podcast, I was talking about a song that Moel did. Uh, Brooklyn, I believe what the song was called. Uh, while I was waiting for her at the beginning of the podcast, I decided to listen to it again and um, <laughs> and badly try to recreate it. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I, I just love that rendition. And I decided to just like go along with it. And, you know, I, I, I've asked Moelle if I can include the clip, but I don't know if she knows about this part. So for the video viewers, this is going to be more entertaining for you. But you're going to be hearing her rendition of that song while I poorly play a guitar and attempt to butcher lip singing it. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast and enjoy. <sighs> okay, I need to bang out some emotions real quick. So here's the thing. Enjoy. 
underbook bag, top ten sneakers, and dress shoes just in case. Skybound from my hometown to the North Shore on a Sunday. I give a kiss to my lady friend, she's my sweet talk and my sweet say. I give thanks to my family, thanks to my friends, I'm getting shit-faced. Well now, this Long Island, it's a desolate place. A far cry from my first love, Michigan, sweet talk and my sweet taste. A long way from the long lost dreams that's broken on the California freeway. It's Brooklyn, oh Brooklyn. You make Detroit feel so far away. And I've only known you a day. I haven't even known you a day. Well, well, well. You like New York, but you die like LA. And I've only known you a day. I haven't even known you a day. Known you a day. I've only known you a day. Known you a day. Oh, woo.